Hi, I'm Corey Carl, host of Moms at Midnight, where all of us moms get together in the middle of the night. Whether you're here because you stayed up till midnight to get some alone time and wrap up the daily tasks, or you're up in the middle of the night for that sick kiddo or late night feed, you're welcome here. This is our not-so-secret secret club that's exclusive, but everyone's invited. I'm so glad you're here. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are in story time now. So we, the past three episodes have just all been about kind of my becoming a mom at midnight, how I met my husband, our journey to getting pregnant, and then all of the birth stories for my four children. So at this point, we have established the backstory, and now we are in more present-ish times. So this episode is going to be the first of like a story series where I just kind of have a topic of different shenanigans my children put me through and how I have mostly survived that. Um, And they've done, they've done a lot of crazy things. So just, just buckle up because it's going to be, it's just going to be a wild ride. So This episode is going to be on the topic of water. You need it. You love it. Sometimes you love it more when it's sparkly and involves a little bit of alcohol, but everybody needs it. Everyone needs to drink the water to be hydrated. Some of us indulge in the water a little bit more than others. We frolic in it, but it is you know, 70 plus percent of our body is made of water. So it is knitted into the very fabric of our being. And I think some people are more into it than others. And I will say that my family falls into the category of the obsessed with water. And our children are excessively obsessed with water. And I will say that I think that what happened to them is they got like a double dose of of water loving because both Calvin and I are people who really enjoy anything that has to do with water. Like nine times out of 10, if you invite us to a water-based activity, we are in. Do you want to slip and slide? Yep. Do you want to go skiing on the lake? Yep. Do you want to go skiing down a mountain? Yep. Like, if it involves any form of water, we're probably just going to drop everything we're doing and go there. So, we have been, you know, water-loving people. Um, We were big on, like, going out on the lake. So, we got on the lake um, at my uncle's house. He's got a really wonderful pool and he's got a boat. So, we'll go out there and we'll go on the lake. We have a jet ski. So, we'll ride that around. Um, we will go on his John boat on the river. He's got like some mud motor thing and my bob. And he can take us up creeks and things. And he, he, I don't know, he knows more about it than I do, but it's pretty cool. So, we'll get in his little John boat and we'll go park it on a riverbank and pretend like we're at the beach when really we're just in a murky 
river and maybe could get eaten by an alligator, but it's fine. We just, we just camp out there anyways. So we'll sit there and we'll play in the water. And, um, we also like to float down the river. So we'll blow up the inner tubes and float down the river. So the children have done most of these water activities with us. Floating down the river is one that we have, we have not taken them on because I don't, if you've never floated down the river, I will tell you this. Once you put your body in a, in a tube on the river and you start going, that's all she wrote. Like you're not, there's no like, I'm going to just pull up on the bank and walk myself back to my car. No, that's not a thing. Once you start on this adventure of a river float, you're committed. You are in it to the bitter end. No matter what happens on this trip, you could smack your head on a rock. You're floating till the exit. Someone's dragging you down to the exit. So, I mean, it's a little scary even as just like a group of adults doing it. So to throw in four children to that mix, yep, mm -hmm, your girl's just not ready. I'm just, it's going to be a hot second before the children take a river float. It is more of an adult activity. I'm sure that one day we will take them, maybe when they're, I don't know, older and much, much stronger swimmers. But as of now, that is not an activity that we do with the children, but most, uh, most other things we do with the children. And so this obsession and need for water comes rightfully. It doesn't, it's not like they just like out of nowhere decided that we're going to just be crazy and make sure that we constantly have a supply of water in some form. No, this, this comes from a deep rooted, maybe even like genetically based need for water. So, um, we, and beyond, beyond the normal, just like we need water. So to start the stories, I should start at the beginning of kind of what introduced them more to this love and, and joy that is associated anytime they encounter water. So it started when COVID happened and my twins were three. Camden was a little over two and the summer was rolling around and we were essentially stuck at home. I mean, you all know we were stuck at home and we didn't have much to do and it was hot and I was sick of being in my house. I just couldn't continue to be inside my house and only inside my house. So I said, you know what? You know who doesn't stay inside their house? The Amazon man. He's still bebopping all around town and he's going to bring me a small pool. He's going to bring me one of those little inflatable pools or she, I don't know, but they are going to bring me a small inflatable pool and I'm going to put this thing in my backyard and we're going to fill it up and we're going to have an endless summer of water fun with my children because it was one of those things where it's like, I'm going to be with them. I'm going to monitor them. I can wrangle three of them in this small pool and make sure no one drowns. Cause they're all going to be in reaching distance of me if they're in the pool. Cause it's small enough for that. So we committed, we bought the pool, we take it outside, we set it up and it's like this just rush 
of endorphins smacked my children straight in the face. They weren't ready for it, but it smacks them straight in the face. They run down there. They're splashing in the pool. It is the best of times. It's so great. Now, the first time I set up the pool, I did notice that it was on a bit of a slant. So like part of the pool was much deeper than the other part. And I was like, this is a bit concerning. I don't think that this is going to be sustainable if I leave it like this. So I had the bright idea that, okay, well, I will dump this pool out and then I will dig a platform for the pool. So if it tells you how desperate I was, it was like nap. I had put the kids down for a nap and I was like, all right, I'm going for it. So I get the shovel out. I'm digging in the ground. I'm measuring out of little plot of land to level out. I'm like getting down on the ground, checking to make sure it's level. It was all kinds of crazy shenanigans. My neighbor probably looked out his window and was like, what is this maniac doing? But I, okay, we all did some crazy stuff in the COVID times. All right. So don't, so don't judge me. But I dig out this little platform. We put the pool on it. It's still not, it's not all really level. I, I, I'm one of those people that's like, I'm just going to eyeball it. I don't need an actual level. It just looks it looks level. So I think that we're good. So I put the pool up, we set it up, still a little lopsided, no big deal, not worried about it. And then I was like, brilliant idea. Let's get the little tykes water or the little tykes slide, the little red and blue ones, you know? And I said, let's set this thing up and we can have a water slide into the pool. So I get the hose and I put it at the top and we've got a little water slide and they're sliding down it. They're using it like they're supposed to. But then my children being my children said, why would we stop here? This is so normal and we are so not normal. So let's instead jump from the top of it and cannonball into the one foot deep pool. It'll be totally fine. And now they're so small, they can't even make it. They can't clear the the slide. So they, it was more like they would jump up and then just like hit the middle of the slide and then continue sliding down. And I'm telling you, they did that for probably 30 minutes plus straight, just over and over again. They get, they jump, they go down the slide, they get out the slide, they go back up the ladder, they jump, slide down the slide. Cannon's kind of just splashing in the corner, but those twins, they were going for it. Okay. And I was like, you know, this is great. But why stop here? That would be normal. And I'm not normal either. So then I decided that I was going to go into our shed and I was going to get some tarps out. And I was going to make a water slide down the hill because that would be way more fun. So I get these tarps out. We've got this little hill in our backyard. And I set these tarps up. I get some of the tear-free baby soap. I'm squirting the soap on the slide. Those suckers are going down it like speeding little bullets. And then I was like, even better. Let's get the little tykes water slide and put it at the top of the hill and let's just send them down face first. And they did that for a hot second. They were into that. So you can just imagine my tiny little three-year-olds and I'm just sending them down this water slide because I was desperate to do anything to entertain them. Little did I know I was creating monsters the whole time. Like this was like the fact that they one-upped my little tyke slide and I was like, well, you're going to one up my little tyke slide. I'm going to one up your jumping little tyke slide and I'm going to make a bigger slide. So how about that? And uh, looking back, you know, maybe I should have paced myself a little bit. But no, no. Desperate times called for desperate measures and I did whatever I could to get these 
maniacs to do something that I could control that made me feel like I was in control. So this is, I think, what planted the seed for the rest of the shenanigans that ensued with my children. They became desperate for any form of water. So we had also taken them that summer, at the end of the summer. So we had the whole summer of the little inflatable pool. And that thing was way more work than I had thought that it was going to be. I was like, I had to dump it out a bunch of times because it filled up with leaves and turned green. And I was like, crap, I got to dump it and spray it with the bleach and then rinse it out and then dump it again and fill it back up. So it was a pain in my butt. But I mean, it was worth it. It was was a worth it pain in my butt, but it was a pain in my butt. But we made it. So then we get to July and we're like, let's go to the water park. Let's, we really went down to like Universal Studios, but we stayed at this um, resort that had a water park there. And then they were introduced to like sprinklers and real water slides and a pool and like a bigger pool. And they just, the obsession then just grew from there. So then we roll into fall and the water is kind of over. The water times are kind of over. It is cold outside. They still want to play in the water. And I'm like, no, homies, we absolutely cannot. So we had moved into a new house. The twins had a nice big room. We had gotten them um, these these two. We had converted their cribs. We got those convertible cribs and they converted into like regular beds. And so we had um, two full-size beds in there for them. I mean, like it was nice. It was really nice. Like it was way more than a three-year-old should ever need or want. And they, you know, they were doing their thing in their big boy room. Well, these little crazy people decided that they were going to step brothers their room and create bunk beds out of things that you can't make bunk beds out of. So they had removed a mattress. They had taken a bed frame, put it on top of the other bed, and then tried to put that Listen, they're three, okay? Three and a half, right? So they're like, they're just, I don't, I don't understand how they're even capable of this. I guess because there's two of them. I don't, like one child couldn't do all that, but two apparently can. My mom once told me that someone told her that the thing about twins is that what one can't do, two can. And that is so painfully true. So... They make this stepbrother's haphazard, you know, bunk bed. And that was like the last straw for Calvin and I. So they had been moving their beds all around and all kinds of craziness. And we were like, no, you're done. We are removing everything from your room except for a mattress. Like we're going Montessori on your little tushies because you can't handle it. So we took the mattresses and we put them on the ground. And then, and then, and then something so, so bad happened. Now, my children have a bathroom attached to their bedroom, and this bathroom is great in the sense that, like, they can get up and they can go use the restroom whenever they want. There's a shower in there that we, that we use for them. Like, it's great that they have their own bathroom, and it's also not great at all. So they had, like, access to this never-ending source of water, and again, remember, I created monsters with an obsession with water and then gave them 24 
seven access to it. Again, in hindsight, maybe not the best plan. So the mattresses are on the floor and we're like, this surely they cannot cause any more chaos in here. All they have are mattresses on the floor, but we were, we were wrong. We were wrong. They, um, they did a couple things in the bathroom that just really, I just, yeah. So the first thing that they did is they, they found a bunch of random things around my house and they took them into their bathroom during nap time. And, um, I heard the water running and I know that that's always a bad thing. That's never good. It's never good to hear water running at my house. So I go back there and <laughs> what I saw, these little MacGyverin twins created a water feature in their room, like a full on water feature. Like they had somehow maneuvered what they found to fashion this device that took the water from the sink and sprayed it from their bathroom out of their bathroom into their bedroom. And when I say like into their bedroom, I mean like from the sink 20 feet to the opposite wall of their bedroom. It was a full on water feature. They said, mom, isn't this so cool? We made a water park in our room. And I said, you did what? <laughs> no. And then I just got real mad and uh, we turned the water off and I was like, never again will you do anything like this. Never again. I'm done with this. Okay, done. And so we took all the things down, made them clean up their water park mess and um, thought that that was it. You know, I put my foot down and I was stern, but I was, I was wrong. Um, they then later on took a, a, some, a car, I think, and uh, it was going to go down the toilet water slide. <laughs> so they put some things down the toilet and then they decided to use the toilet for their bodily functions and flush the toilet <laughs> and nothing would go down. So um, it just all backed up. All of the lovely goodness just backed up out of the toilet and onto the floor and out of the bathroom and onto their bedroom floor. And remember how we went Montessori? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just overflowed right onto their mattresses. And there is no coming back from a raw sewage mattress. So the mattresses were gone. Two beautiful full-size mattresses, so comfy and lovely, also purchased from Amazon, 
we're now on the curb. And we were like, what do we do now? So we, it was our last straw. We decided to turn the bathroom doorknob around and cut off access to the bathroom. Regardless of whether we were potty training, regardless of whether we wanted them to use that bathroom, they were coming out that bathroom, they were using the hall bathroom where we could monitor them at all times. We should have done it sooner, took us too long, but that was it. We turned the doorknob around, they had two twin mattresses on the floor, and it took them about a year to earn back the right to sleep in a bed that was not on the floor because they just couldn't handle anything besides that, mostly because of this obsession with water. So that all happened in about the span of a couple months. And we finally get to, we get through, uh, the winter time we had taken them to, um, a mountain resort that had an indoor water park. So we gave them like a little bit of a water fix then, you know, in the meantime, you know, we have little things where they're filling up a cup of water and like spilling it down the hall because they want to play sink or float or whatever. They love playing sink or float, man, that if I filled up a tub of water and gave them 50 items, they would go through all 50 items and they would figure out what sink or float. And I would say, I don't know if you got it right. You might want to try again. And they would do it again because they just love sink or float. So the amount of times that I shut down a game of sink or float is just astronomical. So in the meantime, you know, things like that are happening, little things here and there that aren't too bad. We can clean it up with a couple towels. It's like no big deal. So then we get to the second summer of water. And I said, you know what, Calvin, I think we need to upgrade. I think we need an above ground pool. And I had found one um, that was way on sale. I was like, let's get this. It's got a filter. It's going to be great. I don't have to dump it out and refill it up every time. We're going to play in this pool every day this summer. It's going to be amazing. I say this about a lot of things, and then they just don't happen the way that I imagine them in my mind. So we set up this pool, fill it up. It's so fun. It's pretty cold the first time, but it's like the beginning of summer. So it's like, it's going to warm up. It's going to be fine. Well, my, my backyard is um, very shaded. Like if you go from the front yard through my house into the backyard, the backyard is probably 10 degrees cooler all year long, sometimes even cooler than that. We've got a nice breeze that comes through, very consistently shaded. So we set up this pool and the pool never gets above like 74 degrees. It is cold. Like it, it's cold. So my children, they loved going swimming in the pool and it really, it was pool maintenance is like a whole thing. People tell you, Oh, you say you want a pool until you get one and then the maintenance is out of control, blah, 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 blah. And it was a lot to maintain. I had to clean that thing out. I had to test the chemicals. I had to put more in and we have a lot of branches and leaves and things, bugs in our backyard. So like cleaning it out a lot was a big deal. So, and, and it would like, I'd put a cover on it, but then it would rain and the rain would push the cover down. And then when I pulled the cover off, everything went in the pool. So there was a lot of maintenance going that was just so much for me, but I was like committed. I was like, no, I committed to this pool. We're going to have it. And so I'm also pregnant with Caleb this whole, whole time, um, that we have this pool and I'm large and in charge, right? Like I had him in July. So like we're talking serious business with the pool. So we, I'm cleaning it out. I'm nine, like eight months pregnant, cleaning this pool, keeping it maintained so that the kids can play in it through the spring and the summer. And they would play in it for all of like 
15 minutes and I kid you not when I tell you the children were purple their lips were purple their fingertips were purple they were so cold they were teeth chattering purple little blueberry looking children like they were so cold so we would make it 15 minutes at a time I don't think that they lasted any longer than 15 minutes in this pool all summer long like it did not the sun never warmed it up because it was consistently in the shade so like other pools that are in the sun like they get warm like they get like bath water warm where it's like not even refreshing oh no 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 not at my house I was like we got to go run around in the yard in the front yard a few times and get really hot so that when we get in the pool it actually feels good Oh, so then we make it through the summer with the pool. It was really, it was fun, but it did not do what I thought it was going to do. And so summer two rolls around and I'm like, surely if I put it in a different place on the patio, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. It'll get warm this year. It will get, it will get warm this year. It will. And so we pull the pool back out for summer number two and (laughs) it had so many holes. I filled it up and it just all leaked out like it just all leaked out and I was like all right I got a plan I'm gonna duct tape all the holes shut and fun fact duct tape works underwater like I would the pool had water in it and I would find a hole and I would put the duct tape underwater and stick it down and it stuck I mean the duct tape held up I probably put 20 little duct tapes little swatches all over the pool it was the most redneck beautiful thing you've ever seen it was just held together by duct tape and hope and it was great so we played in it again for the second summer and it was it was no different everything was exactly the same I don't know why I thought it would be different but I really thought that it would be I said we're gonna get so much more use out of it this year though Calvin and then finally midsummer I was like I can do this no longer And I tore that thing down and I took it to the curb and I said, take it away. Take it away along with all my hopes and dreams of having a pool in my backyard. And they they did. They took it away. But my hopes and dreams for fun in the water, they stayed. You know, they stayed. I said, surely I will find another way to have fun in the sun. Really, it's the shade in our backyard and it will still be great. And so that is when, in my Amazon hunt, I found the Bonsai inflatable water slide. And let me tell you folks, go get one. Because this made all of my water loving baby's dreams come true. This is probably, I would say, like a six foot water slide. And you just climb up the side, you slide down the slide, the bottom of it fills up about as deep as one of those little inflatable pools that you get for your yard. But the wonderful thing about it is that the troubles that I had the first go around with the inflatable pool of like trying to dump it out and it being just the most awful thing. Water is so heavy, okay? Dumping that thing out took all of my strength. This one, I click a button and it just deflates and all the water just goes away. It just flows into the yard 
and flows down in the little drain and is just gone. And then I just blow it back up and refill it up. It's great. I don't have to clean it as much. There is some, you know, moderate maintenance if I don't, if I don't like roll it up after it's dry and put it away. So like leaves and stuff still fall on it. We have found that frogs really enjoy it. So Caden will find a frog in the inflatable water slide, name it Freddy and be sad when it hops away or dies. But then he'll just find another frog and name it Freddy. So it's like this whole process. But we've got, you know, so we have truly gotten so much more use out of this inflatable water slide that we bought from Amazon. And even now, like my little tiny Caleb can climb up to the top of it and slide down. And I just sit there in the yard and I read on my Kindle and I watch them slide down the slide. And it is so great. It's the perfect way for them to be entertained consistently. They do still get kind of cold in it, but not as cold as, as it was with the pool. And it's just kind of this perfect little way for them to get their enjoyment in a more controlled setting than this chaos that they cause outside of that. And I haven't even, listen, the, the amount of little micro stories in between of like, let me play in the hose and we had to like, they... They played in the hose so often that we had to get a water splitter, face it backwards towards the brick wall, and turn it off like it was a magic switch because they could turn the, the hose on by themselves. And I, if I had a dollar for every time I ran outside and said, turn off the hose, I think I could dig myself an in-ground pool. Like, I think I could pay someone to chop all the trees down and dig me an in-ground pool. That's how many times I ran out and said, turn off the hose. And so we got the, the water splitter. We turned it towards the wall. We've got it to the point where they, they don't know how to turn it back on still. So, like, they don't play in the hose anymore. So, I was like, we outsmarted those little smarty pantses. Look at us. We the best. But, no, they, they, they came back with a vengeance. And they just said, well, fine. If you don't let us have access to the outside water, we're just going to get containers. Go inside. Fill them up in the sink. And then take them outside. And, boom. There you have it. So, I have so many of these little instances where they have come inside, filled something up, taken it back outside, said, we're playing sink or float. And I've had to, you know, fuss at them and throw a fit and, you know, discipline and all the things. But yes, they have, they have maneuvered their way around, you know, my water rules. But truly, the water slide has calmed down so much of this, like, internal turmoil my children have because of their passion for water play. So, I guess I tell you all of these stories to say this. Your children will have passions. Those passions are probably going to drive you a, a little bit crazy when they're not harnessed and contained and channeled in the correct direction. We have had to put banks on either side of this river of passion for river and water of all kinds. But in doing so, we have created this environment where we can all actually enjoy ourselves and not feel like we're going to go insane. So there you have it. I hope you got some laughs. I hope there was something that you could resonate with or 
you know, co-mourn with, I don't even know if that's a word, but it seems like it should be, commiserate, there it is, that's the one, commiserate, co-mourn, same thing, anyways, you may be commiserated, you may be laughed, you maybe were like, oh, that poor, poor lady and her crazy boys, I will remember her in my prayers tonight, maybe that was you. But regardless, I hope you enjoyed it. I had fun telling it. And now we're all going to go get that rest we deserved. I'll talk to you next time, Mama.